<laughs> Don't tell him about the mushrooms. I was thinking since I provided uh, the capital with this defector that I have a good capital contact now. Sure, sure. Unfortunately, if you take the same event, you do not get more skills. But you do get more contacts or more enemies or more other fun stuff. The events in Klaus's life show what's going on. Starts out as academic, becomes homeless, now has an enemy, his former employer. Do you mean his, your former employer as in the university or the academic world, or do you mean the former employer as in Bauhaus? Okay, so that's a bit like saying, I was at the University of Berkeley, but now the United States uh, is my enemy. Oh. <laughs> if, if you want to be vague, you can say somebody in Bauhaus doesn't like me. Huh. Not sure who it is yet. I guess I'm going to find out this episode. <laughs> do you want to tell Sorry. us about Elias? Well, just had the idea that he probably used to be a rock star. Okay, cool. Very, very for, capital. <laughs> for, where do we want to start all you guys off? I think... Uh, aren't I still in the Bauhaus Recuperation Facility? Right. So so when last we left um, Klaus Reinhardt, he had been uh, he had been potentially mortally wounded in a fight with some Bauhaus agents. He had ended up in the uh, Luna City Tranquility Center, which is a system famous uh, kind of recovery home slash hospital it's very high status oh 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 this would be fun though i'm not not gonna i'm not gonna push anything on on poor elias uh would be fun though if he was there for like uh, detox or something sure why not (laughs) uh but see i'm on the floor that i can't go down the elevators on because i don't have the necessary he's not allowed to either just so you know yeah (laughs) that could be fun Uh, all right sure so you're you're (laughs) in the luna city tranquility center to to uh kick some bad habits and uh probably very in success all right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> you have to be willing. <laughs> a lot of uh, movie stars and models and and politicians uh, have gone through the Luna City Tranquility Center over the years, recovering from various things. They have all kinds of uh, services, like like kicking drug habits and psychiatry and all of that. Tons of doctors, and clinicians, and well. they're not specifically a Bauhaus. Um, thing it's it's more like a all comers are welcome freelance independent um establishment the luna city tranquility center is a, a large building uh it's it's a large imposing kind of art deco building the interiors are very luxurious they're they're uh, well accoutred they're they're nice like they're pleasant they're they're pleasing they're calming they're well like the name suggests it very much has that kind of tranquility center <laughs> we're totally not a cult feeling uh, and of course with the rooftop uh, garden uh, thing with the bars and the safety nets for eventual jumpers and uh, yeah when we left klaus he was he was confined to his chamber which was uh, you know a fairly well appointed uh, like little hospital room it's a nice cage. Mm-hmm. I think since then you've been let out, and I think uh, it would be fun if we open up the the, the first scene is like in the He's the sprawling, luxurious plant festooned 
cafeteria and it has these like uh, lamp fixtures, the mirrored lamp fixtures on the walls. It doesn't look like a hospital cafeteria so much as a an exquisite restaurant with a heavy like noir theme, uh, art deco noir theme. And the nurses are very like they have the classic nurses uniforms, but a kind of there's a hint that maybe the fabrics are more expensive and stuff like that. It's it's uh, it's more subtle. The buffet uh, serving portion kind of looks like a bar, but they have no liquor. So it, it's all meant to sort of lull you into this like, well, this is relaxing and nice and pleasant and, and what I'm used to. Uh, I think you are around, you're sitting around a table, you, Reinhardt, and I think across from you, like a round table. And there are these... Uh, fairly comfy stuffed uh, leather chairs around the table um and you have your uh, so i might still be in a wheelchair though cause, oh sure sure that's fine you you wouldn't be the only one but i i don't i don't want to force i don't want to force anyone else into a wheelchair you can totally be sprawled sideways across a leather <laughs> chair with your highbrow lunch in front of you or or dinner and it's not these kind of like metal plates with the the uh, hollows in it where you put like mash and <laughs> beef or peas or something. Style. This is like you get a, a tray with a with a porcelain, <laughs> you know, bowl, and you have all the the place setting utensils present and all that. So you two are on that table at, on a, at a corner uh, at one end of the table, simply because seating didn't work out any other way. There's a um, Fairly emaciated looking man in his uh, maybe mid 30s. And uh, in the sense of like Mutant Chronicles, imagine he kind of maybe looks 45 instead of 35, uh, or maybe even pushing 50, maybe even 50 or maybe 55 even. Um, people wear out pretty fast. And he has like gray around the temples in a, in a kind of dashing way. He looks like he have the has the bone structure for someone who's who should be considerably larger. Uh, he looks way worse than well, what I imagine the rest of you look. He has the look of somebody who uh, has gone through a lot of substance abuse and uh, has lost an awful lot of weight, um, perhaps as a result, perhaps as a result of um, abstinence. Who knows? Uh, and he's in this uh, like two piece pajamas, and he's also in a wheelchair, just like like Reinhardt, and he's kind of. Um, stirring his uh, his uh, green soup uh, in little circles kind of vacantly staring off in a thousand yard stare kind of way at uh, Elias without without recognition but you think something about him strikes uh, like I've seen this, this guy before Elias but you you're having trouble placing him something about his eyes triggers something like where have I seen this guy I've seen this guy somewhere so what have you guys been talking about over uh, awful Kale soup. How and by awful, awful I mean like, soup like, is. When I said awful, it's like three star restaurant, not five. Probably talking oh, yes. about music. Or maybe currently they're playing their version of music over the over the uh, speakers, and I I look up and I go, "Isn't that one of yours?" Oh, no, this is like some. They're playing like some some uh, palliating lounge jazz, which I like. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's just not you know fun. So are you are a rock star. Interesting. Used to be before I made some pretty bad choices. Good money in that. <laughs> Obviously, good money oh, yeah. here. So that brings you to to Luna. Why aren't you at the facilities on Mars? That I'm not entirely sure of. Or that is to say, I am sure, but I'm not sure I can trust you. So, how long are you in for? He starts counting on his finger. 
<laughs> Doc said five months. They say the feeling will come back to my feet eventually. Uh, yeah, you might be out so of here before I am. I look up at him, don't say a word, and then start stirring my soup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't suppose you have contacts to the outside, do you? I'm a manager, to... but she's scarpered off somewhere, so probably not. Because uh, I need to get a hold of my partner. You may have heard of him, Jack Veld, former... Oh yeah, I've heard of Jack. What's he been up to these days? Ah, detective. <laughs> no, really, what's he been up to these days? No, really, detective. We were both working for Eagle Eye Detective Agency <laughs> with a nearly perfect uh, case record. Nearly perfect. Alas, you may vaguely remember that uh, that Jack had some, or John, once upon a time before he changed his name, uh, Weld, he had uh, some, some legal trouble of some respect that uh, prevented him from acting. Maybe it's distantly possible that he's actually doing some something that isn't showbiz related. I mean, it's hard for me to believe, but yes. Sure. Anyway, I was unable to get a hold of him, and uh, my connection, my privilege, outside connection privileges are limited. But you, I give you the contact, the phone number. Could you, if you get a chance, see if you can get a hold of him? Let him know I'm doing fine. Yeah, and, why not right now then? I just lean back and, you know, why not? Uh, Nurse Carver comes by. Uh, Nurse Carver is uh, early 30s um, in her nurse's uniform. Uh, she comes by with a tray and she has all of your your pills, everybody. Uh, she gives everybody a pleasant smile, a little too pleasant, and says, time for, uh, time for your medicine, gentlemen. And she mm. puts a, a little, like, plastic measure and some pills in front of each of you. And she looks over to... Um, plastic. Uh, she looks over to the the guy who's just staring emptily at um, at Elias, and she says, uh, and she snaps her fingers. Well, Mister Slade, Mister Slade, over here, your pills. And uh, he kind of just mechanically reaches for them and downs them, drinks his water, doesn't stop staring emptily at Elias. I think the name Slade rings a bell. Oh yeah, you think he was also a movie star? Do you have a first name, or can I make up a first name? Oh, uh, Jack Slade. Famous for uh, fighting a, a, like a big demon thing on top of a merry-go-round. No, not a merry-go-round. The wheel thing you have at the end of... Ferris Pete's. wheel. Ferris wheel, yes. Top of this Ferris wheel in, in a, the critically acclaimed The Big Dark. But that's, that's a few years ago now. If it is Jack Slade, then he's lost like 100 pounds. Jack? There's just uh, like a momentary like his eyes focus a little on you for a moment but then they go back to like not seeing you uh, and nurse carver goes well don't agitate mr slade take your pills please yeah i take my pills i i've learned a long time ago that you if you don't take the pills they will make you take them so i take my pills i think i've learned a long time ago how to fake my pills she kind of uh makes a show of, of uh like putting the back of her hand against uh reinhardt's forehead and and she asks uh, is your stomach giving you any more trouble no no i'm doing fine this uh this uh the food here has been agreeable <laughs> good 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 the reconstruction surgery of my of my intestines seems to be staying good there's no bleeding in the stool mm, nope not, not, I've been checking. So she turns to Elias. Uh, I do not need to check you for any stashes. Yes? No? No, ma'am. And if we go through your room, we will not find anything in particular? Don't think so. Not like last time? Nope. It's very good. Very good, gentlemen. Uh, enjoy your dinner. 
And uh, then she waltzes off to a different table to menace those poor patients. He's going to give her the Hawaiian high sign as she's leaving. The, the what? He's going to flip her off as oh, she's I leaving. <laughs> I lean forward. Stash? Well, you didn't hear it from me, but there's somebody in here that, uh, that I buy from. Not lunar, lunar redheads. Referring to a mushroom that's grown on Luna. No, I don't mess with that stuff. That can mess you up. We all both look at uh, at Slade. S- Slade, again, he's not focusing on anything, but he opens his mouth and he spits his pills out into uh, uh, his hand. And then he looks over to directly at Reinhardt and he says, They make you do things. Don't take them. I look at my empty cup. Thank you for the warning. Maybe next time I'll find a way to, um... This is why she talks to you, so she knows your mouth does not have pills in it. (laughs) (laughs) I think he says, don't go with the Skinner. And then he kind of uh, starts to slowly wheel himself away, off back to his room, presumably. I used to know that guy. It's not like we were friends or anything, but we were in a couple of the same flicks. (laughs) Like the rock star cameo. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> the taxi driver who happens to be the rock star. The guy in the bar who, who just, he's just there smoking. <laughs> Once you've gotten acquainted and, uh, you know, the that um, Slade has wheeled himself off, we cut to uh, a beach. It's clearly like a Martian beach. It's, uh, we can see like a haze of buildings in the distance. Uh, they look kind of built in the style of San Dorado, which is the giant capital city of, of capital on Mars. We see Weld. Jack, you, you are on that beach. What, what? On Mars? Yes, you're dreaming. Uh-huh. You know you're dreaming because this isn't just any beach. This is the set for a movie that you were going to be in, but then your legal troubles fucked it up for you. And uh, there's the whole, like, you're vaguely aware of a uh, movie crew around you, the uh, director sitting in his chair with his, like, megaphone thing that isn't actually electric, but just the, you know, the, the dog, uh, the dog collar version. And you're further convinced that it's a dream because the actress coming toward you is Duval, the Inquisitor. She looks good outside those uh, Inquisitor robes. <laughs> Correct. She does. Uh, it's almost like she has the body of that actress you were supposed to act against. <laughs> so she comes over, slings her arms around your neck, and uh, instead of saying the line you expect her to say, she has this kind of blank expression on her face. Her voice has this odd echoey quality to her, uh, to it. And uh, she says, listen carefully, Weld. There is not much time. Inquisitor, oh, what was her name? Uh, Salvatore is in trouble. Internal politics of the Brotherhood. I need you to go to the chapel in the 42nd ward and inquire with the people there. Ask them about Salvatore. Do not speak with anyone else. I will be in contact. And then she, you know, leans in to kiss you. And that's when the dream, like when you wake up, like you you sit up in the office, you look around you, you have some some, uh, bookkeeping in front of you. Uh, It's like dinner, evening time. It's kind of disconcerting. It's like you, you, you look down, you're like, oh, I was doing something. Why the hell did I fall asleep? Like, I wasn't tired. And then there's a knock on the door. All right. I guess I'll go answer it. Yes, we are business. And Klaus has gone missing. Right. <laughs> so nobody will, will dash to the door and be, be you know, effective. <laughs> Bauhaus effective. You just open the door and, you know. Yeah. You see a 
man of slightly slightly below middle height, dark, dressed in a middle middle quality capital suit, also dark. He uh, is peeling off uh, some black driver's gloves, and he has uh, like a Manila folder under his um, under his arm, uh, and he says, uh, "Mr. Mr. Weld, I presume." Uh, yes. Ah, excellent. I'm Mr. Stanton. You have been in regular contact with some of my co-workers, some of my, some of my esteemed brothers and sisters. He opens the manila folder. He, you know, puts away his gloves and he opens the manila folder and he like flips a couple of um, sheets and he goes, a Inquisitor Salvatore and Junior Inquisitor Duval. And he looks up at you. Yes. Yes, I've encountered them. Excellent, excellent. Would you mind if I come inside and, and uh, have a chat? Okay, and I do have uh, some other work to get to. Uh, is this going to take too long? I sincerely hope not, Mr. Mr. Weld. But uh, given your record, and again, he looks down at, uh, at the whatever he's looking at. I'll try to look down at it as well. <laughs> right, so you see a bunch of names, you see some uh, some paragraphs of information, you see like a photo that maybe could be Duval. It's a bit unclear from upside down. He says, uh, according to he, you have been very useful to the Brotherhood thus far. I was hoping that you would continue that trend. It's always good to help the Brotherhood. Yes, yes, it is. Correct. Good answer, Mr. Wells. May I? Motion him to a seat. He comes in. He sits down. Uh, he closes the manila folder um, for a moment, puts it across his knees. Have... Either of uh, Inquisitor Salvatore or Junior Inquisitor Duval been in contact with you within the last 24 hours? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I can believe that. The, the dream thing I would say, well, I had a dream about uh, <laughs> the sister in uh, scantily clad. No. <laughs> I'm not, that would not go good for me. Give me a, uh, give me a personality role uh, to be convincing here. If only to be, to, to like present a, like, oh, that couldn't have happened kind of, you know, certitude. Yeah, it's a myth, but I do have sway. Okay. I think his eyes narrow for a, for a little moment, and then he looks down into his papers. Um, he opens the manila folder and he flips through it. Time-wise, how long is this after I did have contact with them? Oh, it's well after 24 hours uh, okay. of actual contact, right? It's been a few days. Yeah, because in the last one, we never talked to them in that one. It was the session before that. Oh, oh, it's been probably even more than. It's been a good while. So he looks down and he says, It says here that um, both Salvatore and Duval are adept at uh, communicating non-verbally. And he looks up a bit, a bit, and you can you can see that he's reading you to see if like there's a flash of recognition or something. And then he says, Do you know what I'm talking about, Mr. Weld? On verbally, uh, they know sign language. <laughs> Give me another personality roll. <laughs> oh yeah, dear! Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so he flips it up to another page, and uh, he says, um, "I see here that you have been of eminent use to these two inquisitors. It would be strange. It appears strange to me that uh, you would not be aware that they have certain talents, certain capabilities." How would you describe um, your your relationship with these two inquisitors? Well, when I have encountered signs of the darkness or strangeness that might be Dark Legion mutant related, I have brought it to them. Mm -hmm. Yes, I see here that you uh, brought in a Thompson. I do not know if you gave the name, but uh, a, um, a man of imperial descent here, it says. 
an influencer. Yes, yes, I hope he is not doing well. Yes, well, I'm not at liberty to say, Mr. Weld. Are you aware of any... And he thinks for a moment, and he sort of looks around the office almost, and you get the feeling that maybe he's looking around to see if, if there are any, like, sloppy, <laughs> possibly heretical things going on here. Sloppy, yes. Heretical, no. <laughs> you aware of any oddities in the behavior of these two inquisitors have you noticed anything in particular perhaps uh excessive um excessive bouts of solitude uh, expressing doubts in the mission of the brotherhood things of that order no are you certain perfectly certain yeah in your latest dealings uh in apprehending this thompson i see that they did you a few favors uh spoke with a commissioner walton and associates. What was this about? The husband of one of Thompson's victims seemed to hold me as the the cause of her demise. And uh, as I was investigating this case to find the true perpetrator, I asked that they help alleviate that pressure of this powerful individual so I could find Thompson and bring him to justice. He takes out a pen and he makes some sort of like note and you feel like momentarily like you're in a therapist's office or something. <laughs> and then he closes the manila folder and he stands up and he says, thank you very much for your time, Mr. Weld. I shall be in touch. And then he fishes out like a little business card. And I've already forgotten what I named him. Stanton? Stanton. Was it Stanton? Okay. So it says uh, Leon Stanton. By the grace of the Cardinal Brotherhood, uh, you know, uh, reviser division something like that right so this is one of the <laughs> like one, one of the bureaucrat witch hunters <laughs> that they employ do they have like a internal affairs type guy or something yes yes very much so you know when they're not actually seeking out you know covertly seeking out heresy and and evil doing they get bored it's like maybe there's heresy within us and well yeah let's start torturing each other <laughs> he says, I hope you understand that this conversation is entirely confidential. If any word comes out of this, um, about this errand, uh, you understand the Brotherhood will take full legal action against you, Mr. Weld. Well, I have confidentiality with my clients. You're not really a client here. Are you saying you are not recognizing the authority of the Brotherhood in this matter? I'm just trying to understand where the legalities of the confidentiality uh, arise here. This is a uh, delicate investigation, Mr. Weld. And if any information of my dealings with you goes into the public sphere, that would be very bad for you. Do you understand? I usually avoid the public sphere, so shouldn't be a problem. Excellent. Excellent. I shall be in touch. And then uh, he turns around and kind of marches out of the office. Well, hell. Things were going so well for me. <laughs> so yeah, and maybe that there's a like an impression almost like almost accompanied by a slight headache that comes into your mind like forty second ward of chapel ask about Salvatore. Go like to the to a window and look at the front of the street and see if I see this guy leave. Uh yes. He steps into a uh, fairly anonymous black car and the car drives off. Okay. What do I know about what happened to Klaus? You've probably spoken with uh, the the guy downstairs, the um, caretaker or whatever. He's probably mentioned that there was a there was a, an altercation with some possibly Bauhaus people, and that uh, Klaus was hauled off. And you haven't heard from him in in a few days. And I haven't been able to get any information from anybody on where he is. 
I think you have uh, gotten not where he is, but you have gotten some, you know, some inquiries from his um, from his landlord about the destruction of the of the property he was renting and such. So I don't care about that. I have like information on where the hell he is. <laughs> yeah, n- no one has contacted you per se. I mean, you could do some research on your own, or could have done up until now if if you were curious. It didn't sound like it. He went off willingly, so I would have been trying to track him down. Cool. Why don't you make a uh, an intelligence roll and include your your chronicles and see what you've fished up thus far? Seven chronicles. What gives me would just be a partial anyway. Given your contact and given the testimony of Stan and maybe talking with the Luna PD that you've been working with on and off and checking in with various you know hospitals. Since I think you got word, I think you got word from uh, your contract contact in in uh, Capital that no one in the intelligence community uh, that they had contact with uh, had come back with positive like, oh yeah, they totally you know imprisoned him um, in a Bauhaus facility somewhere. Nothing like that. The, if he was hauled off, it was uh, wherever he was hauled off. It was not on any kind of intelligence agency's orders, and uh, so you've maybe been checking. With other contacts, hospitals seem uh, uh, a likely possibility if he was um, badly injured, which Stan suggested. They may have just, you know, beaten him to, to snot, realized he was too out of it to talk, and then dumped him at a hospital, right? The Luna City Tranquility Center is maybe like at the bottom of your list of likely places where they would just randomly dump him. Nice place for celebrities, not Klaus. <laughs> so it's probably like there are three more options that you haven't checked yet, and one of them is the Luna City Tranquility Center. If this was a movie, this would be the time that he'd get a phone call from a, a former friend who also happens to be in the Luna City Tranquility Center. That might happen after I leave the office. Yes, and have you learned how to use the answer machine yet? Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> so so what do you do? Make my way to this cathedral in the 42nd Ward and make sure I'm not followed. Cutting back to the Tranquility Center, what do you guys do after after dinner over there? There's probably like a um, relaxation lounge. Uh, there's the the rooftop gardens. You, I mean, yeah, I guess you could have gone to your rooms, but uh, what do you generally do like a- after dinner, like in the hours after dinner over there? The two of you, if you hang out together, I don't know. Oh yeah, I'll hang out with him. He seems pretty cool. Us, Klaus, cool. <laughs> Marginally more cool than the rest of the dead-eyed idiots here. Yeah, I can regale you with various stories of our adventures. <laughs> and I can sing for you. I kind of suggest we head up, because I figure it's going to be a full Earth tonight. You know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> There's always the watchful eyes of, of, of the nurses, the ones with the large biceps and stand about six foot tall. Oh, no, they have orderlies for that, that stuff. Don't worry about that. Oh, okay. Elevator? Yeah, it has to be an elevator, because there's no way I get up the stairs in my wheelchair. Physical I picture, I picture all of the orderlies have little like n- neckties, the smoking jacket Clip-ons. neckties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clip-on neckties. Like they're, yeah. they're very proper when they're beating you into a pulp and forcing you to take your pills. Yeah. So you, you get up there. I guess there are a few others there who are also interested in viewing the, the full earth. It's possibly a potential recommendation like health health and uh, tranquility recommendation from the, the center. And I've kind of figured out which corner is the farthest from the orderlies. That's why I wheel two. So I, I'll lean back. Once we're in place and look at, looking up at the earth, I'm here against mine will. You and me both, buddy. No, 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 no. 
You can leave. No, I can't. What? You are arrested? Uh, Committed? No, not in a manner of speaking. Did you commit yourself? um, uh, (laughs) Oh, I see. For reasons to avoid (laughs) certain people. You must understand. I'm recovering from injuries. I was shot several times. I gathered. Well, I thought you were stabbed, Mister. Uh, well, you were shot as well, but but the the yeah, yeah. de gras, if you will, was the the stabbing. Stabbing, yeah, yeah. But I think the shooting is reason why they had to reconstruct my in, my innards. No, you were stabbed uh, in the guts. You may remember. It was traumatic. He doesn't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably once I get better, I will be transferred someplace else. I do not wish to go there. You can contact those outside the facility. Am I correct? If I'm yeah. careful about it. You need to get a hold of my friend Jack. He would find a way to get, get me out of here. Maybe you too. Yeah, if I leave this place, the things that I'm trying to avoid will end up coming to fruition. You can't hide because, you know, you publicly entered this facility. Those seeking you will find this out. I hope they don't find it out for a long time. So this this patient this uh Slade he, well not Slade um there's another guy another guy squat looking black guy I think he was like a um some sort of athlete on Mars maybe like a, a couple of years ago he he ended up in a you know illegal uh, enhancement uh, sports enhancement stuff steroids right? there you yeah. go so anyway he was he was uh, um, disqualified and and banned from the sport for a number of years and he he got in into the tranquility center to get clean. He's probably stayed here for a little longer than normal. Uh, his name is uh, Mason. You've had maybe some short conversations with him, mostly because he also, like, he's in the same wing as you and Slade and and um, and uh, Elias. So he comes over and, and uh, he looks around a bit and he scratches his, his face, speaks in a low voice and says, um, you guys seen Slade? Not since this afternoon. He usually goes to his room after dinner. I was there to check in on him. Uh, we have a game going, and you know that he usually plays like chess or something, or backgammon or whatever. It's mostly a one-sided affair, but uh, you know, Mason is a fairly fr- friendly individual. Yeah, it's not in his room. I can't find him anywhere else. Did you ask one of the nurses? Uh, yeah, the the orderly uh, in the ward down there, but um, uh, he just shrugged. That doesn't sound nice. I hasn't been doing so hot lately, but uh, I didn't think it was so bad that they'd uh, take him to a different wing or something. That is what they've done, right? I don't know. All I know is that he uh, warned us before. What? Paranoid, you know, whatever he was doing before before he was sent here. Yeah, his mind's probably not you know, making a hand motion. I suppose. Too many movies, too many drugs. Still, he seemed pretty... I mean, he was talking to you? He hasn't said a word to me in like a year. Well, He's been here a year? Oh, he was here when I got here. Why did he look like a skeleton with, with skin hanging on? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> He's taken a, quite a fall. That's all I can say. I think they would have at least put some meat back on his bones while he was here. I was just curious. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna check in with Carver. Maybe maybe she knows something. I'm I'm, sure do that. I'm I'm probably getting paranoid myself. Yeah, yeah. You do that. Uh for the past year or so I've been a uh working as a private detective. I might might use my none too uh none too uh, bad skills to look him up and find out what's going on. 
we will get to the bottom of this. You want to come with when I talk to Carver? No, I do. No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rockstar, no hesitation. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's, let's all go then. I'll look up him. Give me a push. So he starts wheeling. No, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm looking at the Rockstar. Can't you wheel yourself, but fine. Exercise is good for you. So um, you, t- you take the little elevator down to your ward, and mm-hmm. you, you, you roll up. where we can go to. Yeah, you are rolled up to the um, fancy little... Nurse's um, station. Yeah, nurse's station that looks kind of like... Uh, how to describe it? Like a really fancy lounge ver- version of a waiting room uh, with the nurse's station aisle and uh, all that office stuff in behind. There's like a little hotel bell type of thing. Yeah, Nurse Carver comes out with a clipboard where she's checking off some something. She looks at you three. Oh, gentlemen, are you not enjoying the full Earth? Oh, yeah, yeah, but uh, we are worried about one of our one of our fellow patients. Uh, he was not up there enjoying the Earth. Oh, is there someone who's avoiding the the um, what would she say like the the mandated tranquility uh, root <laughs> regimen or something? Yeah, yeah, uh, Mr. Slade. Uh, he didn't seem to be a, uh, out of sorts at dinner. So she flips a page and, and uh, looks, and she goes, uh, "Mr. Slade, Mr. Slade uh, suffered a small bout of gastrointestinal distress and and had to be rushed to um, to treatment. Uh, he should be back tomorrow. Do not worry." Is she lying? Yes. Well, I had the same talent as you do. Yes, yep. yeah, both of you are like. <laughs> we both know she's lying. What? <laughs> I would really like Elias to pretend to snap and threaten her. Well, what what does Elias do? Okay, so Mason he, is about to like you know buy the whole thing. Like, oh, oh, okay, it's it's uh, we're we're overreacting, obviously. And what do you do? The drug that he's on sometimes causes psychotic breaks. Okay. Ah, he's gonna uh like fake one. Fake yeah, he's essentially gonna fake a psychotic break, grab her, slam her up against the wall. <laughs> what does this look like? You just like dash, jump at her from over the she's standing yes. behind this like uh, office, uh, you know, like a little oh, the countertop like or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he's gonna vault the countertop. <laughs> Uh, give me a coordination roll to Not to get to her and, and get her in a in a lock <laughs> against the, the wall or something. Okay, I think you do. Oh, right. So as it stands, what's going to happen is you you jump the tabletop countertop and uh, you grab her, you push her up against the wall, but she stings you with a sedative as it stands right now. If you're cool with that, you can leave it. If you would like to have a chance at not getting stabbed with a sedative, you can spend one of your strain to roll an extra d6 and add that uh, that many points, right, to your total. Um, I'll roll an extra d6. Cool. So you get 11 all told. All you need is a 10. So you push her up against the wall, and she is surprised. And uh, I think the air goes out of her for a moment, and and then she is about to um, call out for help. Um, what do you do, Reinhardt? Oh, I roll backwards in my wheelchair, blocking the doorway, and turn sideways. <laughs> okay, Mason like is I'm like, about to tur- oh, what the, wait, wait. Like I'm trying to turn around, but I get stuck in the door. Oh, she, uh, she, is, about to, she is about to scream for help. Um, Elias, what do you do? I'm going to clamp my hand over her mouth. Okay. Uh, what's the next step? Like, wh- what's the point of this? Essentially just get real close to her and go, I don't believe you. And until you tell us the truth, 
I'm going to keep tightening my hand. It's not around her throat, is it? One of them is. Uh, give, yeah, give me a personality roll. I have a plus two in that. And you got sway. Uh, that means that uh, even if you miss, you get a partial and with potentially harder consequences. But but uh, it's you're never going to complete it. I missed. So so since you have sway, you don't miss. You get a, a partial. She nods to you, and and there's you can see that there's kind of a, this like a panic that's she's trying to keep under control in her eyes, and she's not struggling against you. Remove my hand from her mouth, then. <laughs> just just barely, just enough so she can talk. So she says, "Calm, calm down, Mister uh, Mister Condyle. You uh, you need to calm down. Take a few breaths. Tell us the truth. Yes, yes, I will. Just calm now. down." Uh, she moves toward the like nurse's station with the, all the trays with the papers and such, uh, and she points to one of the trays and she says, "I, I need to get the information for what's his face, uh, Jack Slade." Yeah, Slade. She's not lying, but she has an ulterior motive. Oh, I'm you not going to let her get it. I'm going to point to one of the others. <laughs> you can both hear that in her voice. Yeah. So what do you do? Tell one of the others to get the tray. Well, I'm kind of wedged myself in the doorway, so it's going to have to be. Uh, okay, so Mesa uh, di- dives for the tray and like swipes it out away from her, um, and this like <laughs> little, probably Bauhaus produced plastic and metal <laughs> thing, uh, like a little chunk uh, with a button on it, flops out and cl- clatters off on the floor. Probably some sort of alarm or or something. And as soon as that happens, she you know she backs up, hands hands at her at her uh, shoulders, and, and goes, "Oh, okay, okay, okay. Listen, calm. Uh, Mister Slade had a slight episode, and he had to be taken to a different wing to calm him down. It's ordinary standard practice to tell patients that." A particular patient is suffering some some gastrointestinal distress to to maintain you understand and she's clearly affected by the the situation since she's not making a whole lot of sense but she's not outright lying to you he's had some sort of quote unquote episode and he has been taken to a different wing and they are they usually do say something else to keep a lid on things and now if you would please. Calm down and return to your rooms or up and watch the full earth. Slade will be back tomorrow, and she's telling the truth. Mason, could you get me out of this doorway? I have seemed to have wedged myself in the doorway sideways. Yeah, and now mm-hmm. he's looking at her like very suspicious, and, and he kind of wheels you out of the way. Thank you, Nurse Carver. We will await our friend's return tomorrow. Yes, uh, good. She's sort of smoothing her uniform and fixing her hair and trying to put on the, the professional facade as she's looking over to, to Elias. Like you're not going to have, she's not saying this, but she has that look like you're, you're, you're going to calm down, right? We don't have to give you a lobotomy. Will we? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Let's go enjoy the earth while it's still up for the next 28, for the next 14 days. You all exit the, the office. Yeah. Yep. So Mason, the, as soon as you're out and away, like Mason says, how, how the hell did you know she was lying? It's just a knack I've got. I'm a, dete- I'm a detective. I've learned this myself. What did you mean by an episode? He's Slade has been... He doesn't do or say anything. He doesn't have the energy to do anything. I don't think she knows what that means, actually. Who's his orderly? Who's the orderly who usually takes care of him when, when it's not when the nurses? I think he's a Bauhaus or um, Boris. 
Boris. Do I know Boris? Yeah. Um, He's the one who gives me the sponge baths, or isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Brawny Bauhauser. Do I know Boris? Yeah, sure. Boris, uh, he kind of caters to a lot of you in in that wing. That's a a tiny bit of a unibrow. No neck. Yeah, brawny guy. Mr. Congeniality, right. Was he upstairs uh, during the, the the viewing, or is he still down here someplace? You know, you haven't seen him all this afternoon, or now, after dinner. There were some orderlies up the, upstairs. Maybe you could go back up the garden and see if he's upstairs. Nah, I didn't see him up there. But there are places we can't go, because we do not have the proper, you know, I jingle my hand like I have, say, keys in it. Like the break room. Like the back rooms. Those are only suggestions if you need to get there, especially you know, to someone like need, me. He needs some backup. Do you have access? You said you can, you can, you can get outside contact. I can. Let's see if we can get a hold of my friend Jack. <laughs> okay, right. so just out of curiosity, what's the manner of uh, of your communications with the outside here, Elias? Uh, like, oh, uh, I occasionally steal their communications things. Uh, are we talking like a walkie-talkie type of thing? Are we talking uh, a phone? Uh, Whatever they happen to have in their pockets. So yeah, walkie-talkie, phone. Okay, okay. So so phones here are like uh, like uh, they're only landlines. Um, everything's like scaled back to <laughs> technological dark ages. But um, sure, you could you could easily get a hold of like a walkie-talkie type type of thing, and with your tech knowledge, you could easily tweak it. Yep, you might you might have what that. I'm planning on somewhere. doing. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's already in my room. It's in the it's in the uh, belly of a stuffed dog that one of the nurses gave me because she <laughs> thought I was cute and was a fan. Oh. <laughs> so I gutted it and stuck my my uh, my device inside of it. You're sneaking off to your room then. Yeah. Well, I'm I not even sneaking. I'm just walking to my room. Okay. You're you're taking yourselves off to to your room. Mason, watch the door. Sure. These rooms, like, do they cater to the patients? Mine's going to be very dark. <laughs> they yeah, do. Generally speaking, it's this kind of a dark art deco decor, dark green or dark blue walls, uh, wallpaper. Um, they have, like, these dim lamp fixtures, a bed, a uh, little table, a little chair, things like that. But everything is very, like, well, high-end and uh, and comfortable looking and and uh, well designed from a like a an artistic interior decorator point of view right but it's also art deco brutalist so it has all <laughs> these wonderful features but it's all this massive art deco oh yeah 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 so you get in there you get your your stuffed uh, whatever it is stuffed doll you're Dog. juiced up walkie talkie and i will look for the frequency that i need just okay. written on my hand uh, well, I think maybe uh, you could maybe get to the radio that's in your car there, Reinhardt, the, the company car. Mm-hmm. That would be a way of contacting oh, yeah. Jack, maybe. i give you the frequency. Maybe he's in the vehicle. We did have a radio in the, in the office, so one of the two. So, yeah, here's the frequency. Thank you. All right, talk. All right. We get we get a split screen of <laughs> Reinhardt with the walkie talk souped up walkie talkie, and we have Weld in the car in that kind of like Sin City close up with the wheel <laughs> kind of way. Hello. The radio goes off in the car. Reinhardt to Weld. Reinhardt to Weld. Over. And I look for a plate to pull over. It's in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> so pull over, Klaus. Ah. 
Check. Are you Val? Um, uh, I'm doing okay. Where are you? What happened? Hey, Jack. Uh, oh, yes. A friend of yours, Elias Cl- Condyle? Uh, yeah, I think I'm in. Yeah, sure, Elias. We yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are in the Lunar City Tranquility Center. I am recuperating. I am also a guest of Bauhaus. Okay. For a second, I thought you were partying with the rock star. <laughs> well, I'm in here because I partied maybe a little too hard. That I can believe. Party, yes, yes. With kale soup and watching the earth. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. We are in a situation. I have a feeling I would recuperate much better in a different facility. However, I right now, the use of my legs is kind of iffy. Well, it sounds like you're in a lot better shape than I feared. You know, I thought you might be in a ditch somewhere. To be in the ditch right now would be much better. When you get a chance, could you see, you know, I don't know if we have visiting hours, but you can always see if you could come for a visit. Maybe not to see me, but maybe to see your old friend Elias. Yeah, I've been trying to track you down and there nobody seemed to know where you were. So I'm sure the people who put you in there don't want people to know you're there. Oh, by the way, we do have a mystery. One of our fellow patients has gone missing. Well, I'll leave you to work on that case. <laughs> then you get a chance. Tomorrow will be fine. You don't have to come right now. Because obviously it sounds like you're on the street. So you have a case? Keeping busy? Yeah, I'm keeping busy. Ah, sehr gut. Um, we can't talk too long because for I know they are monitoring these frequencies. So They aren't. In, anyway, we're in, war, we're in War 12. Come see us tomorrow. This is, uh, Cl- this is Klaus out. Have a good night. Good night, Klaus. Why is he going to take the thing and go, get your bastard ass over here and get us both out of here before we go stir crazy? <laughs> that should shake up some memories. Then t- turned it off. Put it back in his uh, his toy. So we'll cut over to, to Weld. You're maybe a few minutes away from the, the chapel uh, when, you know, when you had to pause to, to take that, um, that radio bro- message, whatever. So I'll find some convenient, out-of-the-way place to park and then make my way to the chapel on foot. The entire neighborhood is a bit run down, uh, and this includes the chapel. It's a kind of subtly gothic type of uh, chapel slash cathedral, uh, small scale. It's not one of. It's obviously not one of these. Uh, places were that are popular for the populace of, of Luna to, to gather at mass. In fact, it looks kind of deserted. The stairs up to the to the doors are, are kind of cracked. One of the doors, double doors, are, are kind of open inward, a crack. You can smell musty books, maybe, and, and um, incense from the kind of censors that some of these uh, places have. It's not like it's suddenly a hippie commune. <laughs> Make my way in. Looking around for anybody in there. It's very dim. There are a few little places where people light memorial candles and the pews are painted dark. The top of the vaults of the ceiling is kind of lost in in darkness. Uh, And you can see a couple of hooded figures um, standing around the, the very end of the cathedral. One of them seems to notice that you're you've entered and waves the other person away. They move off to the side and the other the hooded figure that noticed you um slowly moving toward you. Okay, when they get close I'll try to see if I can see who's in the hood. 
you see probably like dully lit from the side from some candles uh, a ring the wrinkly face of an old man old but still uh, like he has the stature and, and posture of somebody who is 20 years younger but he looks like we would consider somebody who's like in the upper 70s but he has the posture of somebody who's like 50 uh, he kind of furrows his brows at you and he says yes um, brother how can I help you I'm inquiring about uh, brother Salvatore so his brows arch up and he goes, Salvatore, I haven't heard that name in a while. Uh, why are you inquiring about uh, Brother Salvatore? Well, I've encountered him a few times and I had a strong intuition I should come here looking for him. Purses his lips for a bit. That is disconcerting. Perhaps perhaps you should come with me uh, into the, what would he say, not rectory, but like the... <laughs> like the chapel offices we should talk more have you eaten i could eat good good i shall have to buy us prepare something oh and he says he's uh, brother lambert uh, and he takes you into his little offices they're, they're kind of like a like a roomy stone cell there's the symbol of the brotherhood on the wall uh fairly considerable wooden desk uh with like a leather desktop or a space for it anyway, writing implements, uh, a little like a green uh, lamp or like the green lamp top, whatever shade. And there's, there's some books and some papers on, on his uh, table. There are some bookshelves and he sits down on the other side. And as he sits down, he like splits his uh, like robe. That's like, it's almost like a hooded cape, right? And he splits that to, to sit down. You can see the cardinal red, um, like inquisitors um, dress underneath give me a an intelligence role with uh, with awareness you know what I'll throw in some strain okay because I think I want to know what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> good chance to get a crit oh you do you get a crit so when he splits his robe open and, and you see the the robe underneath of an inquisitor and you see the gold chain that goes to a, the big book of law uh, you remember that each inquisitor gets their own book of law, and oftentimes when they become a full inquisitor, they get they get their name stenciled or whatever in gold, stamped in gold on the book. And you you see the letters S A L V Salve before he sits down, and the and the book is covered again at the bottom. So this guy is either himself Salvatore, or he's stolen or taken possession of Salvatore's um, book of law. I've seen, I've seen Salvatore with the mask off, though. Yes, yes, you have. This is not Salvatore. Uh, he's he's a guy in maybe his fifties with some gray in his uh, in a in a goatee. This guy's considerably older. Speak of this intuition you had, brother. I'm very curious about it. And as you you know you're maybe about to say something, then then um, the uh, the acolyte comes in and uh, uh, puts like two plates down uh, with some very simple fare, like some Martian potatoes and chicken, essentially. When the acolyte comes in, ask God, so are you a good cook, brother? Does Brother Lambert uh, enjoy your, your meals? I'm just trying to get a, a read on this guy, if there's anything hanky about this guy as well. Uh, or if he recognizes that this or this Lambert's giving me a phony name, you know, oh, I see, if there's I something see, going on here. Sure. He looks up as if he's surprised that he's being spoken to. That, that never happens and when more important people are talking. And then he sort of looks over to, to Lambert for a moment and then to you. And he says, I, I hope I hope so. I, I do not get any complaints. 
haven't yet. I, is, is my cooking to your, your satisfaction, brother? And um, Lambert says, uh, yeah, yes, yes, as he waves dismissively, like, uh, yes, yes, don't, don't worry about that. You, you don't get an immediately like, oh, that's odd. Why would he call him Lambert uh, or anything like that? There wasn't like, uh, this guy is under unusual stress. Like he knows Lam this guy calling himself Lambert, trying to see if there's a connection there or whether this guy is, is also feeling like there's something weird going on with this new guy showing up. Sure. Uh, yeah, give me an awareness intelligence. You happy with that? Uh, yeah, what the hell? I'll throw another strain. Oh, twelve. He doesn't give any like, oh, obvious signs that uh, that you've caught anybody and like uh, anybody trying to be someone they're not or anything. But you get you get a sense that he is very surprised that anybody's here, uh, and maybe he's nervous uh, that somebody is suddenly here, like they're hiding something. And you can take a plus one with either of them going forward if you want to like read them or use this against them in, in conversation or something like that. Okay. So once you've, you've gotten your, um, your meal, Lambert quickly like waves him away and he says, uh, uh, dig in brother. And as he like stuffs himself, his mouth with some potatoes. And then he says, um, your intuition, please do not, do not leave an old man in, in suspense. My intuition is causing me some, uh, confusion because i expected to find brother salvatore here when i inquired and you are not him yeah i indeed i am not uh how long have you been here <laughs> he's kind of like well I'm, I'm am i not asking the questions here what's happening like that's <laughs> what's going on inside his head right but uh he goes like he's off his game and he goes uh i well i i have served the brotherhood for for um for many decades, I, I, what do you mean? Totally avoiding the the obvious, like, oh, I've been in this chapel for, yeah. How long have you been at this chapel? Oh, oh, not not very long, my brother. Uh, uh, we we move to uh, different wards and parishes quite often to cater to the masses. You guys are always carrying around those uh, those books. <laughs> so he's like, yes, yes, the, the Book of Law, holy excerpts, uh, excerpts from the the Holy Chronicle. Yes, uh, good to consult in in moments of need and uh, darkness. Uh, would you like me to read, uh, perhaps, uh, an epistle or two? Wasn't there something about uh, being uh, deceived by? When they're they're going to say the devil, what would they? What would they? Uh, uh, the dark soul, maybe. The dark soul disguising himself as someone of the light you did not introduce yourself did you you haven't yet right no no okay so you you start talking like that and we see like how he's sort of subtly chewing his lower lip and there's a single bead of sweat rolling down his temple and there's a tenseness building and then he goes for something inside of his robe, and we cut back to the tranquility center. Sadly, Ari had to leave. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I missed that. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. But he said uh, his character will go along with just about anything, so... Let's say that we cut back to the tranquility center, and Mason and uh, Elias have created a distraction. We we see like a quick cut, like a little montage where they create a distraction. They pass on like a key, a, a, a keychain to Reinhardt, and Reinhardt escapes the ward. We see Reinhardt has like uh, he has a clipboard with like awards and like the designation 
Um, yeah, we kind of established that I'm stuck in my wheelchair. We did establish I am kind of stuck in my wheelchair. Then you're wheeling. You're wheeling yourself yeah. out. <laughs> would it be no? Would it be to the elevator then? Probably be to the elevator that would yeah, sure. access the ground floor. Yeah, sure. So, you, so you, you put the key in the in the elevator, like to unlock the final panel. I don't have any. All I got is the is the standard issue tie in the back, or do I have a, a pajamas? You could have any kind of clothing you want, but uh, what well, might have is something equivalent to like gym clothes, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. what's your uh, intent here? Do you, do you want to escape the Tranquility Center? Do you want to... Um, uh, I'm not going to get far. Do you want to find out what happened to... I want to uh, get the records. Okay, okay, okay. You want to find a yeah. more complete records or... Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's late at night, so it's probably not going to be very many people there, so... Uh, let's about, say they have, uh, about. you're gonna have to go to like one of the sub basements where mm-hmm. they keep, um, records according to one of the clipboards you've swiped. The, it's no problem to just take the elevator down, but, uh, they usually have like a little, not a guard posting, but they have a little like office that you have to go through. But, uh, when you, once you come down and the elevator doors open and you're, you're in the little corridor, uh, and you can see the little booth ahead of you and you see, uh, this orderly, fiddling with a uh, record player and he has his back to the elevator so hasn't noticed you so you could potentially like sneak past all right it sounds like i gotta make a coordination roll to do that though right that could be that would be good come on coordination oh yes oh very good on silent oh. wheels you squeak by <laughs> no I, problem I use some i use some of the some of the pig fat from dinner <laughs> So you enter the the records room, and this is like old timey. It's got records. the big arms. You got to spin around to move the entire cabin to get at something. You know? Yes, yes, precisely. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm walk, working my way down to see where which aisle I need to start winding winding open. And you're looking for what records? For whom? I actually looking for records for for Jack Slade. Okay. Um, yeah, hey, you know takes a moment you you, uh, <laughs> you roll open that section and you have to kind of you can barely get <sighs> in with the wheelchair to get to the proper place and then you have to stretch in the chair to get to that portion yeah, yeah. good thing my physique is now zero instead of minus one you have the re- requisite fortitude <laughs> and stamina <laughs> to do it as you do you feel this again this like odd creepy crawly motion kind of like a weird cramp that doesn't give you any pain in your midsection like it's been coming on and off in the last few days since you ended up here it's just writhing for a little bit and then it settles you fish out slade's file i'm just gonna sit there and just start reading it so the first thing you notice is it looks like um the scribblings of a madman like literally like somebody who goes from from being six years old to like 96 holding an uneven conversation occasionally devolving into invectives and and uh, profanity and then going on onto this incredibly highfalutin uh, clinical language and then and it's scribbled sort of sideways and outside of the margins and such. And there are like little odd signs that are repeated, like almost like uh, perversions of the brotherhood symbol are, are scribbled here and there. And the whole file is about the distress and trauma that can be uh, extracted from the subjects 
and uh, how to properly channel it for it to blossom later when the the patient is released. And mm. uh, this particular patient so, so has, been, it has been irking whoever has been writing this file. And, and there are, that's why there's so many passages that are just like, it's just this whole page of expletives about what a fucking irritating so-and-so this uh the slate is who isn't entirely breaking you know they should be far much farther along by now and and they're doing everything they can for him not to wither away while they're mm-hmm. they're you know subjecting him to the the treatments that's all they're or all they're saying it's not like oh we're giving him so-and-so milligrams of that that's what you get yeah, yeah. And, and look at this is not as as a former professor and former academic. I this is not how you do re- this kind of research. No, <laughs> nowhere near you do I, any kind of research. That's even remotely sane. <laughs> I put it back where I found it. I pull my record out. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, it's written in a similar hand, but it's much more even. Like the the. Mood and age swings are uh, not as bad, and it's almost like uh, it's possibly written by a different person. The hand is slightly different, but it's the same kind of scribbly, not a clean record style. Uh, and it says uh, very little. It's just one page, uh, and it's about like a, you know a new new arrival procedure. You know went as as expected. Uh, specimen implanted. I think it says like subject is integrating gifts um, at rapid pace. No further report necessary or something like that, right? I close it up and then I go, this is why we have soups and vegetables pre-cut. So we don't have a knife. Fold it up, put it back, back, you know, back up because there's no way I can turn around in this, mm-hmm. in this aisle. Scheiße. They've put something in you. Yeah, I lift my I lift my shirt up, look down at the at the at, at the bandage uh, bandage scars. Poke, 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 poke. Oh, you see suddenly that something under the skin is moving around. Something ra- raises up, and it's almost like it's a hand, palm of a hand, and fingers that just like is pushing up, and then the fingers are sort of snaking around like worms, and then it recedes. You're gonna be a mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I got the keys. Okay, I'm gonna roll back to the door and I'm just sort of take a peek. Well, best I can do, take a peek out and see if the orderly is still busy with the with the phonograph. Uh, you can hear faintly like some music of a similar bent to the the lounge jazz upstairs. Is he sitting there? Do I see him? If I open the door up just a little bit? Uh, yes, he's sitting there and he's. Uh, either reading or taking some notes or something. Yes, going to try to sneak back to the elevator. Uh, I think given that he's he's do, uh, you know he's turned toward the elevator now, uh, and he's not uh, super preoccupied with, with figuring out the player. So I'm going to give you minus two, but you, know, you get a 10, no problem. You manage to somehow wheel your way, you know, <laughs> move along with the music or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking in this room. Uh, you know, because it's records, but there's got to be other things like pencils or pens or something. There's really just the rows of the uh, records, yeah. and they go on for quite a bit. This pretty expansive rectangle of a room. We'll give it a try. I may have to spend some strain. Oh, no no amount of strain will ever make that any better. Uh, you, if you roll a five or better, you, you get a full success. Well, okay, so it's minus oh. two. Since Did you yeah, factor the minus two? There's no way. Yeah, You no, can, you can still get a partial. No, that's not, that's not without the minus two. That's a three. Yes, that you can still get a partial nine. if you spend a... Yeah. 
Oh, okay, I'll spend a strain and roll a decent. You don't have the stealth skill, do you? Nope. Oh, but hey, I got uh, got a total of nine. So you get all the way across the hallway without attracting his attention, and then like when the elevator hey! comes down, bing, <laughs> like it opens up, and he looks up and he sees you. And you're sta- sitting there in your chair, like <laughs> rolling into the elevator. So wheel in and hit and hit the button for the t- for the. Uh, actually, hit two buttons. Yeah, no, I hit all the buttons. Give me a coordination roll to to get in, turn around, reach the buttons, and uh, and get it before you know he manages to stick like a foot in the door or something. Uh, how about another another point of strain? Yes, roll go for it. Six. It seems like an eminently appropriate time to spend strain. Nope. Oh, oh! Actually, that that's a that's a partial. Yes, he doesn't catch you fast enough to like get in the elevator or anything with you. But you see his hand come in, uh, and he starts, you know, reaching in to get leverage to like force the doors open. What do you do? I lean forward and bite his finger. <laughs> okay, give me a strength to to uh, All right. give it a good bite. <laughs> partial bite. You give it a bite, and he like yelps, and that hand. Uh, goes away, but he's still holding on to to uh, you know the other door with his other hand, and you can you can hear him fishing for something like in his belt on, on the other side. Or or I can spend another point strain. Yes, and yeah, you know I'll just do that. Okay. Oh yes. Cool. So you, I think you like bite a finger off or something, and uh, I bite to the bone, but I don't oh, bite yeah. it off. I, it's yeah. really ugly. It's an ugly, ugly wound, and he yelps, and like both hands go. Out of the elevator door, the doors close, and uh, I spit blood on the door, and like yuck. <laughs> and I, I'll push a couple, uh, push a couple floor buttons, and get out on a random floor, may not even my floor. So we cut uh, back to uh, the dilapidated chap- chapel in the Forty Second Ward, where um, Brother Lambert question mark is reaching quickly for something inside of his robes. You know. That inquisitors wear a book of law uh, weld, and you know that they wear a machine pistol on the other. I'm like taking the tray of food and throwing it in his face to distract him. Okay, cool. Give me a coordination plus one. Oh, very cool. What does this look like? Throws it the hot soup in his face or something, so he ah, distracts him, and then I want to try to grab whatever it was he was grabbing for in his robes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, give me another uh, coordination plus one. Partial. Okay, he gets the soup uh, on him in his face. Uh, he flinches. He's only kind of halfway to, you know, uh, grabbing the machine pistol, and your hand goes into the rope, and you, you catch his hand, and you end up kind of struggling over the pistol unless you want to spend more strain to, you know, just snatch it away from him. Spend a lot of strain here, uh... Uh, you could go just do a versus uh, versus a strength roll essentially to, to wrestle the pistol out of his hand. That's that's the next obvious thing. We can try that. Hey, I know. Oh, okay. So you struggle for a bit. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, you, you've jumped over the table. You're screaming at him. <laughs> like he finally wrenches the pistol free as you're like, "Who are you?" And then he pistol whips you across the the temple. Uh, so take a d6 damage. Not too bad. He is with, with this tremor in his voice, like uh, like, "Oh no, I'm caught," uh, or "I'm found out." Uh, he calls for for his acolyte, and he's 
backing up in, into kind of a corner of um, of the building, of the building, of the room, uh, and in between kind of a bookcase and, and the stone wall, trying to just, like, he's holding the pistol in between you, but he, he's not shooting. He's just, he's just, like, keeping you away from him as he's calling for his acolyte. What do you do? I think I pull out my pistol. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you do that, he fires. Do you duck? Do you shoot back? What do you do? duck behind the table or desk or whatever it was cool give me a coordination roll uh, plus one again oh very good very nicely done uh there's a short burst uh, as the big punisher machine pistol uh lets loose a um, salvo uh and rips up the top of the the leather top of the the desk what do you do brother this isn't helping me resolve my <laughs> issues with strange intuition <laughs> and pop up over the desk and fire back. <laughs> yeah, coordination, straight coordination. Partial. Roll roll twice and take the lower lower damage dealt. No one. Oh, ouch. <laughs> okay, so it's not too bad. Is it a graze? Is it, uh, do you think it's just like, I'll let you describe it. Just a uh, graze, man. I don't want to have to hurt you, brother. That's the warning. <laughs> so he screams back. I know who you are. You will never get me alive. And then he, you know, you see the machine pistol go to his own face. What do you do? I go, I'm an actor. <laughs> Give me a personality roll. <laughs> Partial. All right. You get him to hesitate. So he doesn't shoot. He doesn't put the gun down. He doesn't believe you but you've given him pause so he's hovering there between like wait what and then the acolyte comes in through the door and he has like this broom <laughs> he comes in swinging at you what do you do i want to try to just sort of push him down what are you doing <laughs> me with a broom <laughs> okay so give me a strength uh, strength roll partial all right so he's gonna whack you with a broom before you for a d3 before uh before you knock him on his ass ow not too bad <laughs> so the broom goes clattering and he sort of crawls up in it into a corner himself seemingly mortally terrified what the hell is going on here <laughs> and the guy in the corner brother language like acolyte acolyte it's a riser do not believe him he's he's going to find us out he's found us out the brother is looking between him and you like oh shit oh no oh 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 crap i, I look at the acolyte and like who the hell do you guys think i am <laughs> an actor pa you you are with them you must be with them and and you know lambert is waving the, the pistol at you not shooting or anything but have you seen assault on phobos <laughs> I think he gives him enough pause that in in his braving that you could you could like slap the pistol out of his hand if you wanted to uh, like he's 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 trying to place you or something. Okay, I'll do that. Go. I don't know what your problem is, but let's not resolve it with uh, bullets anymore. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he raises his hands uh, and he says, "Uh, you you are not the revisers." I barely know what a reviser is. Uh, this is a very delicate matter. I'm. Uh, I apologize. Uh, Why do you have Salvatore's book on you? What do you do to him? I, I have done nothing to Salvatore. I. I. I have only. I have only given given shelter to the brothers who who brought him here. Uh, the, the, that is all. And 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 if, if you are not a reviser and you are not affiliated with the Brotherhood, then then it is it is just best that you forget everything and anything you have seen or heard and, and leave. Uh, I'm I'm no longer interested in your in your whatever it was. Well, 
You also know Sister Duval? Salvatore's, uh, yes, the, the junior. Why? Did, did she put you up to this? I believe so, yes. So he looks, he looks very confused and terrified, and then he, he gets a resigned look in his face, and, and uh, he kind of shrinks a bit. Uh, and then it's too late. They, they must know. They, they know we have strayed. L- listen, man, you, you, you cannot tell anyone what you have seen or heard or, or, or anything here tonight. The, my life depends on it. Uh, the, the poor acolyte's life depends on it. P- may possibly even Salvatore's life depends on it. Just uh, j- j- p- put the pistol away. I lower it. You, you, you came here looking for Salvatore, yes? Yes. Uh, he, he is in, in the crypts. Uh, b- below the other the other brothers, they they came by and and they said they needed a space to put him uh, somewhere safe and out of the way. Uh, it's some sort of internal uh, struggle in brotherhood. Th- that's it. I swear. That's all I know. Well, lead me to him. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and he kind of nervously fishes for uh, keychain and um, points you out to uh, the chapel proper. And unless you, you want to do anything. I'll pick up his machine pistol and have him go first. So he leads you uh, through the, the shadowy, dimly lit chapel, through some stone stairs down below. Uh, and he opens uh, um, an iron bound door and you enter these uh, like catacombs. Uh, and they're chock full of bones and little inscriptions. Some of them seem really old. Like, um, you recognize, it's almost like, um, the language has gone through several small changes in spelling and, and such. You can make out a few words here and there. Uh, and maybe at the time of its writing, it was intentionally written in like archaic language. So it's a bit like, oh, that's odd. And uh, Lambert says, do, do, do not dwell on the etchings. They, they, they are forbidden for, for people outside of the Brotherhood. Pretend that you do not see them. Um, and then he navigates the, the labyrinth of bones until you get to a, a looks like a, like a medieval cell door, heavy wood bars through which my, one might look into the cell proper. And uh, he, you know, turns the key and it, it sounds like a, there's a big chunky lock unlocking uh, and he pushes it open and he, he points into the dimness. I think there's maybe like um, uh, he, he brought maybe a candle or two. Uh, so he sticks the, his arm with a candle inside the door and you can see like the vague in diffuse uh, interior uh, with uh, somebody in a dark robe being uh, that's been chained to the wall. Uh, and it looks like it might be a very dirty Salvatore. Brother Salvatore? Uh, so he kind of look, looks up and, and blinks in the dimness in the light from the candle. And he says, uh, Weld, what are you doing here? How did you find this place? I had prompting from, I believe, Sister Duval. Uh, there's a pause and, and, uh, as he's kind of seems to slowly put things together in his mind. And then he, he, uh, he says, well, all right, then, then they must have decided. Uh, and then he lifts up his hands and the shackles and he, uh, unlock me, please. We must get out of here. I look to the guy with the keys. Yes. Yes. Uh, and he rushes in and he unlocks the shackles. So do you want to explain what's going on here? Because this is all a bit beyond me. Yeah, so Salvatore stands up and, and dusts himself off a bit. He's only in like the under-under robes <laughs> that somebody would wear. He's barefoot. Uh, he looks very dirty. It looks like he hasn't eaten in a few days. Of of course, uh, 
the man, uh, the heretic uh, you helped bring in. Here, here, let's go upstairs. And as you're walking, he says, the, the man you brought in, a, a uh, uh, Leto Thompson, he turned out after much interrogation. Uh, uh, we, we brought him to the, the Luna Cathedral proper into the interrogation cells and things were progressing and uh then one one evening when we returned to interrogation thompson was loose you let him talk to people under strict supervision of course we inquisitors are not like you this was not a case of influence from the darkness well not from thompson me and my brother inquisitor who went to interrogate him well uh my brother inquisitor struck me down I was uh, insensate for a while, and uh, I was implicated in Thompson's escape. Uh, I do believe there was a cell of heretics within the Brotherhood who have now set him free. Uh, I, I was sequestered here for for judgment, and uh, it was it was my suspicion and Duval's suspicion that perhaps this cell was much more influential than than simply a few inquisitors, and that they would seek to. Uh, use me as a scapegoat to to uh, to punish me and uh, leave the guilty parties to run free and continue their heresy. If you found me, if Duval sent you here, then that must mean they have decided to sentence me, and I must find a refuge somewhere. I must find a way to combat these people, to root them out of my precious brotherhood. And the other, the brother this Lambert, is, is like he, he is like wide-eyed, and like I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. Can I read Salvatore? He's he's being he's being truthful here. The impression is truthful. Like I'm not going to make your roll. Uh, it, it's it's clear enough that he trusts you. It can be tough to read at at the best of times, but mm-hmm. he doesn't have a reason to lie to you. I had a visit from. Uh, Ah, oh, Stanton. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't say that. <laughs> ah, Stanton. Yes, of course. <laughs> Had a visit from a Leon Stanton. Ah, uh, reviser. So that means they are, they were looking into the case. I apologize, my friend. I, I have caused you to become associated with me and my uh, alleged malfeasance. I'm, I'm going to owe you a great deal after all this. Yes. Well, good luck in the rooting out of the darkness. Uh, if you talk to Duvall, tell her to be a little clearer next time, rather than just jabbing in and grabbing things that will uh, prompt me. I don't, I don't want to say desires. <laughs> Hijacking my uh, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, okay. I think I think you don't have to go that far. And and he says, I I understand. N- needs must, uh, brother Weld. Needs must. S- speaking of which, and he looks down to his feet. Uh, I could use some shoes. I'll just look to to uh to Lambert. And you know, he he nods Oh yes. Scurries off. He's got your book too. Ah. Just as well someone else has it, so they cannot use it to trace me. I may need your help. You have many contacts in the uh less reputable spheres of the city, yes? A few. I need um I need and you see like he seems to be struggling to use normal language, whereas <laughs> he would normally use like some some monastic like I need a rectory for my <laughs> the so and so, right? I need a place to to hide. Yes, he says to hide. He was about to say to re- recluse myself or something like that. I hope I can count on you for this. Well, I'll do what I can. These internal uh, brotherhood stuff is uh, a bit outside my usual sphere. S- uh, simply connect me with someone who might help me, and and we will leave it at that. And they will not be able to get to me through you directly. All right. I- 
think I uh, know a guy who could uh, help you out here in here in the Forty Second Ward. Good, good. He kind of in an uncharacteristic kind of way. He he shakes her hand properly, like the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sincerely grateful. Flip on over to um, Reinhardt, uh, who's I don't know we- wheeling out of the <laughs> the elevator on a random. Yeah, I'm going board. to a different elevator. Different, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go to a different elevator banking, then go up to my floor and hopefully get to my room before anyone notices, notices that I'm not there. Okay. I, th- I think you managed uh, that pretty well. The elevator was on this stop at three, a couple different floors, so that should at least distract them from where I actually went. Sure. I think maybe you run into uh, into Boris on the way, and he, I think he takes it like uh, as if you have been, he is, seems to assume that you've spent a little more time than usual up on the roof looking at the full earth or something. Ah, so, psychot, there you are. You, you're supposed to be in your room by this time. I am sorry. The earth was so beautiful. I ha- I just lost track of time. Well, you know the drill. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to confiscate your apple yes- tomorrow, yesterday. <laughs> Like he has these little sadistic things that he does, like, oh, you don't follow this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take your toothbrush. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that apple away from you, right? No jello for you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, uh, yeah, let him help me into bed because it's still, yeah, the legs yeah. aren't working as well as he would. You know, so so when, are they, when are they going to be doing the physical therapy? We will begin at the end of the week. You seem to be well enough. Uh, he probably gives you my sleeping pill. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He makes sure that you've swallowed everything. Um, yeah, like you said, he talks to me after I take it, yeah. Yeah. Do you think he dwells a little moment on your midsection, like like he's thinking about something for a moment, uh, and then once you've swallowed your pills and all that, uh, he straps you to the bed, like, and, and says, this is... As always. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think he does that always, yeah. but uh, this is something... This part of the punishment for... Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Maybe you read it that way. <laughs> Punishment starts today. But yeah. You can't help but feel like there's a connection for some reason that you know he yeah, remembers yeah. something. Now he's strapping you down for whatever reason. Do I have the weird dreams? Maybe. Maybe. He straps you down. Uh, he lingers at the door for a moment, and there's like a weird. You think there's a weird look of envy, like on his face for a moment. And then he sort of composes himself and says, wake up at 6.30 sharp. Yeah, yeah. No apple. And then he like, and you sink into a, I think you sink, sink into a drugged, dreamless slumber. That's unfortunately where we're going to leave you guys this time. Maybe we'll get yep, to the yep, bottom yep, of, yep. of all of these things um, whenever yeah, we get Jack to the next. Have to fi- I'm contemplating finding a, for- a very sharp fork and doing some <laughs> surgery. Let the body for commands. <laughs> Delighted to see you sell that to Mason and Elias. Like, okay, guys, you have to keep a lookout. I'm going to do some surgery on myself. <laughs> Plastic or, or go up to, nur- up to Nurse Ratchet, I mean, Nurse Carver, grab her hand and shove it onto my stomach and say, when's it due? <laughs> He's already going full cultist. <laughs> Well, I hope it was uh, an entertaining enough stitched together last minute thing where we get to have everybody oh, yeah. here for the entire thing. I'll talk to you guys later. We'll do. We'll do. Right. Yeah, hunt, down, hunt down my lunch. It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. 
You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.